0: Hello and welcome once again to Rasslin' Memories on Pioneer 90.1 FM KSRQ online, radio.northland.org. And of course, TuneIn is where you can pick us up too, to listen to us live and in the moment. Hi, Glenn Broggett, along with my co host down there deep in the heart of Texas, the Grizzled Vet, Mike McCurdy. And uh, Mike, uh, we are, uh, as we are recording today, we are just, we're less than 24 hours removed from the big two night weekend affair wrestlemania 39 and uh what what an event it was of course with wrestlemania the pomp the circumstance all of that we're going to get into it today and uh also making big news uh wwe the you know the salesman talked about lots of things we got we got a few things on our plate here mike uh we're, we're talking on a very rare monday
1: yes definitely talking on a rare monday here and you're right just removed from wrestlemania weekend couple surprises like you said, the pomp, the circumstance, the torn quads, um, a little bit <laughs> yeah, everything. What the hell happened there, man? I I don't know. Uh, you know, best wishes, man, out to Shane McMahon. I hope yeah. he has a speedy recovery.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: But, yeah. oh, my God, a torn quad from a leapfrog. And this is a man who dove off the hell in the cell cage, you know, a few years back against the Undertaker. Well,
0: you know and, what? The, the only yeah. one who doesn't uh, do a job is Father Time. And sometimes and Father Time true. gets us at the mole, even if... Uh, he was at his most fit. Even Shadow Mac uh, has to face uh, gravity once in a while and all that. I, you got to feel for him for that.
1: Oh, so awkward. But hey, man, shout out to Snoop Dogg, man. He rolled back in the ring and you know, he did, you know, he did what he did and they saved that segment somehow, man, but you know, hey, it worked.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Snoop was all over the Mania thing. Uh, I mean, doing the with, with the Miz and, and had a few couple of segments on various nights and I enjoyed his little entrance with, with, with Ray Ray for the, for the big battle with uh, Dominic uh, on uh, Saturday Night's Mania. Uh, it was, that was, I mean, Snoop is kind of like the go-to if you need somebody, an entertainer, who who knows the wrestling, knows the product, and knows how to work. You go to the D-O-double-G.
1: That's right, man. You go to the O-G. You go to the, the dog father. Like you said, he hosted WrestleMania with the Miz. He drove Rey Mysterio out in the Low Rider for his entrance against his son Dominic, which was a great match, by oh. the way. We'll talk about that. I mean, overall, the whole show was, you know, entertaining. I was more preferential to Night One. I thought Night One was a little more, like, you know, electric and a little more exciting. Night Two, it had its moments, but you know, just didn't quite match up with uh, Night One for me.
0: Oh, I mean, come on, Those that, that trifecta of matches right at the end of night one is like, I was already, I mean, I, 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 I'm still watching Mania I, uh, the second night, but those matches, those three like, boom, 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 I, I, it knocked me out, man, I, it was, that was what really made it for me, there could, it didn't even have to be a second night of Mania after that, especially after that main event of
1: night one. Oh no, the night one main event was great, you know, that was, that was, that was, Everybody wanted to see. They needed to have that feel-good moment, and you know, Sammy Zane gave it to him. He put, I hope, an end to the his that chapter of his time with uh, Jay Uso. Three haluva kicks, just holding him up, setting him back up in the corner. All right, man, you're gonna take one more, you know. And then at the end, I mean, that crowd went home excited. Second night, they didn't go home as excited. And I've heard some stories about what happened after the show, which I think is just a little ridiculous, but hey you
0: know the fans are the fans and they're gonna react the way they're gonna react yeah 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 sometimes they go uh they they go just just a slight, slight slight bit overboard but yeah that was like a match that had wwe feel but also had ring of honor vibes with all the the spots man and all the near falls and all of that it just had so many great little elements it kind of it reminds you of what makes wrestling really really special when those components can all come together and the storytelling the in ring and just the overall payoff at the end
1: and not just a storytelling you got to look at this this is the bloodline this is the usos you know they're the ones however long that their tag team reign was they won the uh they unified the titles uh about just a little under a year ago but you know this the bloodline story has been going for you know two years now you know and it's still going but you know like i said that chapter of it you know so and they wrapped it up perfectly i mean long term you can still do long-term storytelling and Mm -hmm. i think the bloodline has proved it and i'm hoping maybe we see a little bit more maybe not two years in the making but you know a little long-term storytelling you know it's always good i think they showed that at uh, mania on saturday
0: (laughs) well you know and 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 look at well speaking of long-term storytelling the uh the con the the continuing evolution of uh of roman reigns is uh is ascent in his journey to uh, getting your uh, you know what he, he's he's getting up what over a thousand days now as a champion they're really going to get him up in that try to get him in there that hogan first run type of area or even bruno's second run i mean they're really really putting a lot into this uh this man as champion and uh, it, it definitely uh, Last night left a few people A lot of fans The internet was a blu- a, 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 a bluzz No a, bl- a blaze And maybe a bloodshed too But I mean just the way uh, People reacted And you know and People people know all this already Roman, Roman held on to the title uh, Going over Cody Rhodes But yeah that was That was one that uh, I, I didn't get a chance to watch The main event I you know I, I'm going to come back And watch it here As we uh, you know Get through the week But I mean I saw, you know, what I saw online and the way people got so wrapped up into it, that kind of makes me cringe a little bit. That's the best part of the wrestling fan, the wrestling fan of me, that part of uh, that just cringes when it gets a little too far, when the passion gets a little too, oh, you don't want to call, you don't want to go to the, the bag of cliches, but you know, when fans go a little too far.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I think we all knew it for months. We've all heard, oh, Cody's going to win. Cody's got to win. He's got to finish the story. And I was for it. I was rooting for Cody Rhodes. I was I was expecting a Cody Rhodes victory. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of a swerve. and nothing wrong with something you don't expect because you know what? And, you know, we're recording this on a Monday. Tonight is the Raw after Mania, which is always the biggest Raw of the year. And everybody's gonna tune in. I don't care how mad they are. <laughs> you know, they're still gonna tune in tonight to see what happens next. And you know what? That's what's supposed to happen. If you already go, oh, Cody won, yay, okay. You may not tune in tonight. You'd be like, okay, Cody won, I'm good. No, Roman won. You want to know what's gonna happen next?
0: Yeah, it's come on. It's it's episodic television. It's the to be continued element. I mean, it's. It's what makes it what it is. I mean, so let's let's take a trip back in uh, and do the recap because we, we kind of got right into the conversation, right into the, the meat of it. But oh, yeah. let's 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 take a trip back, Mike. And uh, where would you like to begin? the, the should, should we go with the Hall of Fame, or was uh, anything going on before that? I'm i was a little out of the loop. I did watch the Hall of Fame, though.
1: Um, I you as you know, I, I am a connoisseur. I watched everything. Uh, Smackdown, the Hall of Fame, NXT, <laughs> stand and deliver. <laughs> Pardon the barking behind me here. That's okay. You know, I watch the NXT stand and deliver. I watch both nights of WrestleMania. I'm going to watch Raw tonight. I a little WrestleMania overdose, you might say. <laughs> um, SmackDown, not much. It was the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Bobby Lashley obviously won that, which led people to think, oh, Bobby Lashley is going to issue a challenge because he did tweet about that. And about the only challenge Bobby Lashley had was trying to lift up DeAndre Andre the Giant trophy uh, on night two. So. <laughs> Whoops. He struggled with that. I don't think he realized that statue was quite as big <laughs> as well, yeah,
0: it was. not it, it wasn't a no, uh, gimmicked one. This was the the big sturdy,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's the big one with all the names on it, and you can see him like, okay, I'm going to pay. Oh, okay, hold on.
0: Yeah, again, uh, even Bobby Lashley can get humbled by gravity. There we go. Everything happened.
1: But no, man, the Hall of Fame ceremony Friday night, that was, it was, it was a short, it was a small Hall of Fame ceremony. There were five inductees, but they were great. You know, Stacey, I was surprised. I didn't realize Mick Foley was going to be there to uh, introduce Stacey Keeper. I thought that was cool. Although it it looked to me like, you know, Mick might have shrunk a little bit because his, uh, his, his white shirt didn't fit very well. It was very, very loose. The, The neckline was very big. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mick is losing some weight, I think. Yeah. But yeah. no, the Hall of Fame was great. You had T. St- C- Keebler, Andy Kaufman, uh the great Muda, Tim White, and Rey Mysterio, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was a great night, you know. I mean for me the highlight was Andy Kaufman. I'm an Andy Kaufman guy. I'm a huge fan outside of wrestling, obviously Taxi and all his uh, I'm not gonna say stand up comedy because he's not a comedian he was a performer but to see him get inducted and you have lawler and you have J- jimmy hart you couldn't have two better people to do that induction and then to have his family so his family was still involved in it You got to see his brother and his sister and uh, his daughter who i will admit i did not realize that andy had a daughter
0: so. oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah that was uh one of those I, that things. was kind
1: of cool to see her come out too and you know they got recognized and they seemed very happy that you know their brother made and their father made such a uh, Made such a mark, and he did. He made a huge mark in professional wrestling. People still talk about Lawler, Kaufman now these days. So,
0: yeah, you know, although there was a part of me, you know, the, the Mark part of me that really would have wanted a a Bob Zemuda, Tony Clifton cameo.
1: I I wanted to see that. I I did. I wanted to see. I wanted to see him come out one time and wow, and just maybe you know sing a little bit and then have somebody just chase him off. But. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have done a little something. I mean, probably when they were doing the more grander Hall of Fame ceremonies, maybe that would have uh, would have had some time. I don't know if it could have topped uh, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin though with their song and dance routine when the Freebirds got inducted.
1: Yes, 2016. I still watch that Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> that is probably one of my all-time favorite Hall of Fame inductions. One for all the stories, uh, Jimmy Garvin trying to dance or whatever he was doing when they came out.
0: <laughs> Almost had a heart attack.
1: Oh, yeah, pretty much. But Michael Hayes, man, singing Bad Street USA. I love it. I still watch that induction to this day. It's one of my favorites.
0: I know. It's like another bright thing for, for the Hall of Fame is always, too, when you get a chance through the years, was what, what Michael was wearing. You know, because, you know, Mike's got his own fashion sense, let's just say, without, you know, being too uh, cruel or, or, or too, uh, too, too too favorable.
1: He is definitely a fashion plate. Uh, when I met him at CAC, man, I remember he had the, the hat and he had the purple suit and all that stuff to come up and accept his uh, award as CAC. <laughs> I was one of the few guys that actually got him to stop, and uh, I got a picture with him. So,
0: <laughs> Huggy Bear Hayes.
1: There
0: you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, so, so the Hall of Fame, Yeah, Andy Kaufman, was. Uh, that was very, very cool to see. Uh, you know, With the Muda one, I felt bad. But, but again, Muda isn't really going to give you this big, long-winded speech. But boy... Flair, could you could you at least throw in a few memories of uh, your time working with Muda? It's great that you were like rep in Japan and all the time you spent with some of these guys and work in the ring, but uh, it was Flair being Flair, though.
1: I think Flair might have uh, you know indulged a little before he uh, came out. No, uh, he even went to, he even went to the wrong side of the ring. I mean, there's obviously this open side of the ring. Flair goes around the side, goes up the ring steps, and climbs through the ropes. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's an entire section of the ring that's open, with stairs, and you. Oh, okay. No, it's yeah. it's Flair, it's Flair, and you're right. Yeah, his uh, well, Flair's walking to the ring took longer than uh than Muda's entire induction speech. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was on par with uh, Iron Sheik's uh, walk uh, to the uh to the gimmick battle royal way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But hey, Muda was good. I mean, you know, yeah, Flair talked about himself. I don't I think he said maybe two words about Muda, period. Oh,
0: I remember that guy.
1: Yeah, and then let me tell you about myself, right? Yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, Muda explained it right off the bat. You know, I don't speak English very well. You know, thank you, WWE Hall of Fame and no matter I got the, straight to the point. I mean, he wasn't going to try to, you know, lengthen it out. So, you know, it, it was what it was, and but it was a great to see Muto get inducted and see him come out. And I, I love the new, like the helmet or mask sea wearers. I think those things are great.
0: You know, I think it's really unfair that the Kaiji Muto didn't get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, they just went right with the gimmick. Come on.
1: Well, I mean, we all know, you know, over here in the states, we know more. We we know the great Muda more than we do Kaiji Muto. So, oh, but I mean. I'm, I'm that that didn't bother. Me.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm only having, kidding, Mike. Yeah, I think they. I, flare induction bothered me. I was I, like, couldn't
1: they have? God, talk I, to Tony. Come on, get sting for a night.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or else they could have just had Muto on by you know satellite, wink, wink, and he could have mentioned why he didn't get into the nom- get into it, but he he could still congratulate Muto on it. But uh, you know, what you know. I really like, though, I I my you know I enjoyed uh, Ray Ray getting into the Hall of Fame, Ray Mysterio. Uh, and, I, and Conan, what a perfect, perfect pick. Uh, I mean, come on. As far as Ray Ray and his career, their lifelong friendship. Conan just killed it. The guy is just a murder on the mic. I, I love that speech. That, that, that was clear and present. That was, that was Conan in his element. And it was so cool that he headed the audience that he did with, with an event like that, with the Hall of Fame. And to really put over Ray.
1: Well, yeah, and you talk induction speeches and introductions, you know, and flair like, you know, crap the bed. But uh, a lot of people are saying Conan was probably, like, the best induction speech, like, ever. I mean, he told Ray's history, and you could tell that, you know, that him and Ray, you know, the respect for each other. So Conan was a great induction speech. And then Ray came out, not not quite the, uh, the motivational speaker of The Undertaker from last year, but... I went a good thirty minutes or so with his speech, and you know he seemed, you know, very appreciative. He had some great stories. He thanked everyone, including his parents, for conceiving him. Yeah, I thought yeah. that. I thought that was a nice <laughs> shout out to his parents. That was great. Yeah, um, it know, was. It thanks, was, mom, for sleeping with my dad. Appreciate <laughs> it. <No. laughs>
0: but definitely, I mean, again, he had another chance to just talk about how much, you know, the influence of Eddie Guerrero was on his life and career, and their friendship, and. You know, that was always nice when they bring that up because that was such a, a very, very, very deep friendship. I mean, we talk about him and Conan, but I mean, the next guy, if he was alive, would have been who would have been there would have been
1: Eddie. Oh yeah. Most of, if if Eddie was still around if Eddie was still with us today, Conan would not have been the one giving that uh induction speech. So I think we can all say that. Um and another part of Ray's speech that I liked was the little subtle. I was afraid. I was like, "Please do not do storyline during the Hall of Fame." They did it very subtle. Dom, Rhea, Damian Priest. They got up and they walked away. That was it. And I'm sure you know Dominic watched it in the backstage area, or whatever. And he was one of the first ones to congratulate his dad when he came out. I mean, come on, people. We're not. We're not stupid. We all know that they're, they're still family. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was a subtle way to just kind of continue it because, you know, just walk away. I liked it. They didn't take away from it. And then Ray just went into a speech. So that Mm -hmm. worked for me.
0: Yeah. And I I liked uh, the, you know, the, the, you know, it was a nice touch with the Warrior Award uh, given to Tim White. This was uh, a big honor considering just uh, how much, uh, how big of a part his role was in the WWF and in E and, you know, his friendship with Andre and, having the acolytes, uh, induct him in with the, the, I, I love the stories about how whenever he needed like new, uh, you know, new furniture, new bar stools or a jukebox for the, for the bar, you know, he, he, he very, he put in their ears about maybe doing an angle at the, at the old bar. And, uh, he, he, that's a great way to get reimbursed for all of that stuff and get all new great, uh, you know, equipment and supplies but i thought that was pretty cool that was a nice little touch uh that uh, both jbl and ron added to that to that uh, induction
1: they they replaced a jukebox that didn't even work in the first place but hey
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is great i mean yeah look at that bar though that reminds me of a lot of local bars here uh, and bars that i used to go frequent quite often when i was younger and Oh, man, it was it was so funny. To, and remembering those episodes of Raw, too. And, yeah, Tim White, he was, he had, there was a lot of years, man. He, you know, he, he was on, he was a big part, too, and as far as the referee, uh, the whole referee crew uh, in that Attitude Era uh, before the WCW merger and, uh, you know, brought in guys like Little Nate and, and Nick Patrick for a spell. But, you know, when you talk about Earl Hebner, I think uh, this guy goes right in, you know, head and shoulders with those guys.
1: Well, definitely. And there was talk that he was going to be one of the first like referee to be inducted. Like they were going to have like you know a referee's award, but you know they went with the the warrior award, and I don't have a problem with that because, like you said, all his work backstage and you know traveling with Andre and basically was you know he helped Andre in the last years that he was with there. You know Tim was still with the WWE up until you know he passed away last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know it kills me. Last year, my son and I, we went to second night of WrestleMania, and we're heading to our seats, and me and my son and my friends were walking in the middle and looking for our section, and I saw Tim White. He was right there. I literally could have reached out and tapped him on the shoulder, and I didn't. We were so like, okay, let's get to our seats. I didn't stop and take the chance to say, you know, Tim, pleasure to meet you. Shake his hand, and then, like, I think, like, a week later or so, he had passed away. Yeah. So, I kicked myself because he was right there. And I saw so many people from Mania. They were posting pictures of with, with him. So, it's not, he wasn't ignoring the fans. He was stopping. He was taking pictures. I probably could have easily gotten a photo with him, but we were like, okay, gotta get to our seats. It was getting busy, and then I missed my opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think did we get all the Hall of Famers in. I, I believe
1: did we we, we didn't mention Stacy, who looked oh absolutely oh yeah. Amazing. We kind of we,
0: we we mentioned her early, but we didn't really mention mention her. So yeah, we didn't mention
1: her. her. We talked about Mick, I, I mentioned Mick Foley Yes, her. yes. But Stacy looked great, I thought, you know, you know, her speech was good. Uh, for the people oh, where Stacy Keebler going in. Well if you look at it, Stacy Keebler actually did a lot, uh, in the WWE. You know, she wasn't just eye candy. I mean at that point in time that was the kind of the spotlight of the divas. It was, you know, Stacy and Tori Wilson and the and the models and the girl the look, you know, we didn't have the the quality of the high-quality women's wrestling uh, version that we have now. And, you know, Stacy was a big part of that. I mean, she was the Duchess of Dudleyville. She was with the Hurricane. She was, you know, test. she managed Tess. Scott mean, Steiner. Did, you know, Scott Steiner. She did a lot. But people just look at her and go, oh, Stacy Keebler. No, Stacy Keebler deserved her spot. And I thought it was great. And like I said, she still looks amazing.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, good lord. I mean, she's, she's not all that... Y- she's still quite young in the game. I mean... You know, and yeah, she she's definitely. Like
1: everybody likes plastic surgery and all that shit. You know, part yeah, of that
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of fun to see how she's. You know, and then she has a family now and all of that stuff. She, I forget, You know, the whole Dancing with the Stars, all of that. So there we go. We, we had the uh, the Hall of Fame, and Saturday we're moving into. Uh, well, what began what in the afternoon, Mike? With everything, was it the NXT show that started things up on Saturday, or how to, I, I missed... NXT
1: stand and deliver started. It was uh, well here in you know uh, Texas it was on at uh, noon. So in California time, they in California that show was going on at ten a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so the NXT crew was up early uh, that morning to work their show. It was ten a.m. Uh, where they were at for stand and deliver. Uh, noon here, 11 PM, eleven a.m. East, but it was a great show. It was a great way to start off, uh, you know, Mania weekend. Mania the first day of Mania. It was a great start. Obviously, a new NXT champion, uh, Carmelo Hayes won the title. Braun Breaker gave him the belt, raised his arm, hand in victory. So, great match. Everything about the show was great. I mean, but that's because NXT, just that's what they do. It's like they got to go out there, and it's like they got to prove a point. They're like, hey, you guys are here to see Mania, but damn it, this is what we can do. And it was a great start. The show was about three hours, maybe, a little under three hours. Mm-hmm. You know, fast-paced, didn't slow down. I mean, you know, great matches. We got new uh, women's champion. Indy Hartwell won the uh, the ladder match to win the... Uh, to win the women's title, along with help from uh, her her husband, I believe, Dexter Loomis, He made an appearance. (laughs) So, you know, we had Index again. Then we had a reunion of the way later on because, uh, obviously, Jarny Gargano and Grayson Waller. If you have not seen that match, Glenn, you need to go back and take a look at it. That that match was beautiful. I mean, it was a no-holds-barred match, and they brought out everything. It was just an amazing match to watch.
0: Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, I'll have to go back and... Go back and watch here when I have a little bit more time to. Uh, yeah, I, I, the NXT stuff. Yeah, very, very cool. I mean, there again, you know, they had a little bit of a, a, a bump in the road uh, with the 2.0, but then they seem to they've seemed to have gotten it back together here in the last year or so, and seem to be more focused back into that whole real true spirit of what NXT was in, in past iterations. Uh, well, now it leaves the Night One WrestleMania 39. Let's run it down, Mike. Opening match.
1: I was not a fan of the opening match. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I was not a fan of it. It did not set the tone for me. Uh, It was, to me, it seemed like it was slow. I am not going to criticize the guys in the ring now. I am not a wrestler. I am not going to criticize their in-ring work one bit. But it just didn't get my attention. It didn't catch me. I didn't go, wow, this is WrestleMania. That was the second match. It was the second match that got me for that. Uh, obviously Austin Theory that's that's one of our boys out here in uh, Texas he's one of our local guys so it's great to see him you know on the main stage of Wrestlemania and retain the U.S. title against John Cena but I I think John Cena just almost like he phoned it in you know just yeah came in, did a few things and did the five moves of doom
0: and yeah I think it. it was just a quick pop and then it was you know a basic but run-of-the-mill match for John and I think it was just getting him out there, doing the whole thing with the Make-A-Wish, you know, having that moment. And then after that, uh, yeah, in reality, that was, yeah, again, it was a, it was what it was, kind of a flat little bit of an opener. But I think all the stuff he did beforehand was kind of uh, something that was a little bit more memorable because, I mean, the guy is like Mr. Make-A-Wish.
1: Oh, yeah. He's like, uh, what, is he the number one, like, celebrity Make-A-Wish? Yeah. Whatever, like 6,000 something of them or whatever. Yeah. It's like an insane number. Like the man went, what the kid from the Ukraine that they had to, that him and his family had to like run, and John went to them as a make a wish because of the kid for the, I mean who does that? Uh, obviously John Cena.
0: Yeah, and you know where you know the career's winding down in the ring, but I mean he's got his acting career, but he's also such a good strong ambassador, so. Where, you know, I, I think he, you know, will be a, a special attraction even when his career winds down. I think him and him and WrestleMania will be, uh, I mean, not every year, but I think it'll be pretty, pretty synonymous with one another. But what what role will he be in the next time he does approach a mania?
1: Oh, yeah. And obviously he will be the main event of a Hall of Fame class at you know, some point. Oh, yeah. That's just that's just obvious. Easy, easy.
0: So now you said the the first match didn't did didn't get you get you going, but uh, we move on to the second match, a little bit of a different matter altogether.
1: Oh yeah, that was the uh, the men's uh, the men's tag team showcase match, or as I like to call it, a way to get everybody on the card and get paid. Yeah. Because um, there was a lot of them. You had Braun Strowman and Ricochet. You had the Viking Raiders. You had the Street Profits. And you had Alpha Academy. That match, that match to me was the opener. That match everybody got into. That was the spot. Everybody was, you know, you know, Ricochet's dive, Chad Gable, Chad Gable in that on Bronze Roman. God blessed yeah. Jesus, Chad Gable. That was like the spot of the night for me. Yeah. Almost, I swear. That strength, man. That is just yeah.
0: That that little guy's full of fire,
1: and he's very underrated because oh, sure. he's gotten. You know, I mean, obviously his work with American Alpha, Jason Jordan. Then when he went solo and they stuck him with you know Shorty G, <laughs>
0: what no? was that? that that's still I don't know that was just dumb. They just
1: they've made they kind of missed the I think they missed the boat with him. I don't see why you know Chad Gable couldn't be you know why isn't he like a you know title contender? Why isn't he like you know a Royal Rumble winner? Why isn't he like next Kurt Angle? The guy is good. He makes everybody he's in the ring with look good. And as like I said, as we saw in that match. That he can go braun strowman is not a small man. This was not ricochet that he tossed over. This is not montez ford. This was braun strowman The, the only thing that would have been more impressive was he did that to like, you know, Ivar uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be pretty amazing, but uh not a bad little match. See, I, again, I, I there's just a, a lot of again. That was the see how many we can get uh, from the roster onto the main card. Uh, I didn't mind it. It was what it was. It served a purpose. It, you know, it was. I I have no. I mean, I, I have no negative about it. I just it's one of those matches. It was just like okay, that wasn't bad. We're building up something. It was a builder. It was a builder for me. And as, as the card moved on.
1: Oh yeah, it was an enjoyable match. Obviously, yeah. you know, the street profits for the win
0: nice finish on Uh, that too what I'd
1: like to see what I would like to see is if they do it next year make this a regular tradition make it you know the men's showcase match and a women's tag team showcase match don't just do it once and make it look like oh we just needed to put this on there no you know make it an annual event make it a match every year you know obviously the fans will like it you don't have to fill you know you don't have to take a lot of time with it but you know
0: yeah work with it you know work with it showcase it's a
1: showcase especially with the women With the women, the showcase really got into it, and we'll discuss that as we get further. uh, Okay. So
0: now let's move on to match three, Mike.
1: Oh, in match three, that would have been. Oh, Seth Rollins and. Or Seth freaking Rollins and Logan Paul.
0: Everything I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was. It it had some fun, fun spots. And again, you know, a lot of people uh, may have uh, opinions and words about Logan Paul and the way he lives his life and does his thing, but. The guy's a student of the game and does a, did a great job. I thought. Uh, I mean, for how many matches he's had, you can't knock him for that. He's he's gone. He's on to something. Now I'd like to see a little bit more of him from now and every now you know every now and then. I don't know. I, I'm not quite ready for a full roster move with him, but I think he does some really really good stuff. And he's I mean coming out out the shoot with these special attraction matches that aren't just you know i learned a few holes from somebody and you know everybody pops because i'm you know internet famous he actually does the work
1: oh definitely this is what his what fifth match maybe yeah you know, there, there isn't many SummerSlam under his against belt the Miz, roman reigns this might have been like only his fourth or fifth match so i mean yeah no logan paul continues to impress uh do we need to see him more like you said no we don't need to see him more. You know, he's an attraction. When Logan Paul comes out, you want to go, oh, wow, Logan Paul. You don't want to go, oh, Logan Paul again. Mm-hmm. No, you you, you want to save a guy like that as an attraction. I don't think he needs to be a full-on roster or whatever. And I also don't think he needs to be contending for the title. I mean, yes, they put him in there against Roman Reigns, and I mean, that's where people went, holy crap, this kid's going to work. Uh, but, yeah, he's an attraction. He's like Brock Lesnar around it different scale you know you bring him in to do the high spot and the you know the move and you know you're gonna get energy uh was not a fan of his entrance i know he was doing a zipline thing but that was a very uninspired kind of i don't know yeah yeah system, that that
0: was very much know. of his of his generation like oh yeah hey, i'm doing a zipline that was kind of dumb it was a little a little too slacker
1: yeah i mean if they maybe he had done a zipline from like down like a you know the sean michaels thing or something like that but he literally got lifted up from the stage they really kind of bounced. I don't. I don't know. It just didn't.
0: You know. <laughs> I mean, I could. I could go for the more laid back, hang dog. If it was like Riddle or somebody, you know. But Logan Paul, no. I'm not going to give him the pass.
1: No, no. The, mo- the most definitely. And then, of course, you know, when they had the guy come up, the 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 Philharmonic Orchestra, whatever guy to lead, My son was like, "What is he going to do, Dad?" I'm like, "He's going to lead the crowd in chant in singing Seth Rollins theme music." <laughs> that's what he's going to do. And that's exactly what he did. I enjoyed Seth Rollins' entrance.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just enjoy Seth Rollins' uh, in ring stuff, too. I mean, he's another one of these guys that, that is constantly a big money uh, player who can deliver when needed.
1: And he evolved, you know? We've mm-hmm. gone from, you know, the Beast Slayer that, you know, defeated Brock Lesnar in the opening match of WrestleMania a few years back. Uh, then we had the Messiah. and Then we had. You know, the one that we, the, his, the version of him during the Cody Rhodes feud. And now we've got Seth freaking Rollins, which is, you know, people like Jim Cornette refer to it as the Joker laugh and looks a little spastic, but damn, he evolves. He doesn't, Seth Rollins is not stale, you know, and I'm sure later on down the road, he'll add a little more, you know, twist to his character because he keeps it fresh.
0: Mm-hmm. But definitely that was one of those matches that got, I think, that really kind of got the
1: crowd up. That was one of those that was like, oh yeah. This is okay. WrestleMania.
0: This is a WrestleMania feels type of thing. Let's move on to the next match, Mike, my
1: match guide. Eldor. Oh and what was the next one? <laughs> we had seven. I'm trying to remember. I watched a lot of wrestling. <laughs> I watched a lot of. I watched a lot of wrestling. What now, was the next match? Was it the oh ladies' match? Was it the? La- there were seven matches. on the first card and there were six matches on the second card so there was a and i'm i'm gonna shoot myself for not remembering it now i did hang on let, let me cheat for a second folks i happen to have the lineup on my phone thank god i'm gonna cheat for a second i'm gonna cheat for a second because i'm pretty sure there's something else in between the two let me look 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 here we go here we go not that one. Oh my god Yes, the six the six woman match: Becky Lynch, uh, Trish Stratus, and Lita versus Damage Control. That was the. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. For me, that was uh, that was the popcorn match. That was the go check my laundry. I mean, I watched it a little bit, but it didn't really grab me. I mean, yeah, the finish was great and all of that, but and it was cool to see Becky team up with with Lita and Trish, and of course, you know, with uh, Becky Lynch and uh, her her Damage Control gals. I mean. Dakota Kai and the Kodakai and Sky are, you know, they're they're all great. You know, but it just it didn't work for me. I don't know. It was it was it was okay. I'm not going to throw it under the bus, but you know, it wasn't really mania. It was more like okay, that could have been a great pay per view or maybe a feel good Raw moment.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the match started off okay, but for me, it seemed like right about in the middle. Yeah. They, like, lost track. Like, they missed something. Like I said, I'm not going to criticize the guys and girls that work in the ring because I, ha- I don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it. But, you know, it just seemed like maybe they missed something and weren't able to, like, line it back up again because it just kind of seemed clunky towards the end. Like I said, like you said, it was a great finish. Um, but for what it was, it, it said that uh, because you had a really great match with, uh, you know, Seth and Logan Paul then you have this match, which kind of okay. It was good, allows the crowd to kind of settle down a little bit because, like you said, the next three matches, the crowd just kept going up, up, up. There was no okay, stop, take a breather. No, it was just up, 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 up until I don't even know how they kept their adrenaline going for the next three. So
0: the big explosion. I mean, and then again, yeah, you got like I said, the trifecta that really, really, was a highlight for me was. The Ray Mysterio Dominic Mysterio man. I speaking of building up something, I've loved the build up of this. I've loved the whole, you know, con prison Dom. You know this stuff. I mean, just some of the things that he is it has come out of his shell and has been doing to get himself, you know, it get this character this this evil son over has been so f- very entertaining and. Again, this kind of just says you know maybe uh, the Dom that you know came out was a little you know was younger. He was he was learning. He was learning. But I think him with this personality was what really really kind of got us to really like actually think this guy has a chance. And the way he worked with his dad was amazing in that match. It was amazing building up to that match. The family involved, wife Angie and Aaliyah, the daughter. I mean, good lord, this was fantastic. Even K Dog was at ringside.
1: Oh, yeah, this this is one of the matches I was looking forward to because I've loved the uh, the Rey Mysterio, you know, Dominic storyline. Back when they were teaming up and they were tag team champions, I was waiting going, okay, we're going to have a split. They're going to split up. It's going to be father versus son. You know, and they made, they, they made it last. They milked it. They did a long-term story. They kept it going. They put Dom in Judgment Day, and they just kept it going. And like you said, the way they built it up was great because, you know, I was talking about this on uh, my Thursday night show, Offshoots TV, and we were discussing How they played into, like, you know, the Hispanic family heritage, because, you know, the whole time Dom, you know, hit me, hit me, your deadbeat dad hit me and Ray's like, I'm not going to hit you. But then when Dominic got in his mother's face and told him, you know, mom, shut up. No, you don't disrespect your mama. You don't disrespect your mama. And and, then the family, you know, heritage you don't do that. That was the breaking point. And then that's when Ray stood up and said, okay you want to fight? We're going to fight. You don't talk to your mother that way. So, I loved how they kind of played into the whole, you know, the family heritage thing. Like, you know, oh, you don't tell Mama to shut up. We're going to fight. So, I mean, I loved it. And then you got, like you said, Aaliyah got involved in it. You know, she got the cup of water to the face, of course. Uh, you know, Mama finally just slapped the taste out of, you know, her son's mouth at that show. I mean, it was great. And the match was just what I was hoping for. Oh, I, I would love- have liked the Dominic victory. But, you know what? I'm happy with Ray victory, and I'm, I'm curious to see where they go. Maybe we'll get a rematch.
0: I love the LWO thing, too. Love that. That was great.
1: (laughs) Legado del Fantasma and the LWO. They were all excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great match. Again, that was the first of three just bangers because the the, the ladies, the WWE, that that ladies' championship match on night one was Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. Damn. Damn, damn. That is greatness on display.
1: That's a a good way to put it. Rhea got her redemption for... uh, You know her first WrestleMania match with Charlotte, which was during the pandemic, and they wrestled in a performance center with no fans. Yeah. Uh, But this was Rhea's chance to shine on a Mania stage with Charlotte, and that was a beautiful match. Uh, People were wondering, oh, is this going to be the main event or is it tag team? Either one. You could have flip flopped it. This could have been the main event. Yeah, because Uh,
0: because I mean, we talked enough. I mean, we went into great detail how wonderful that tag match is, but this was one that was right on par. This was what they call... You know, they have uh, double A-sides instead of an A-side, B-side. They have two bangers on one record back in the day, the 45. This, to me, was like... Even, like if a record could have a three sides, this would have been the th- those three matches for me.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, this was the the best way they could have ended this show to do these three matches. Oh. And, you know, Rhea now, the uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, absolutely amazing match. I mean... The guys, were, the guys had to have been backstage watching this, going, "Damn, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step it up," you know. And, and then, of course, you know the main event, you know the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they have to follow that and follow what they did. Yep. They followed it beautifully. That was a master class of you know of wrestling, in my opinion.
0: Oh yeah, that was event. that was a great way to that was the capper on some fantastic wrestling for WrestleMania 39, night one. Now night two. uh didn't quite have the steam, but night no. one. I mean, that no. th- it was hard. That would be it would be hard to top that. Let's just be honest. But uh, we were kind of joking about Brock Lesnar getting in and getting out of WrestleMania, getting out of that LA area. Uh, pretty much the case here. Less than five minutes uh, with him and almost. Uh, what are your thoughts about the match, Mike?
1: You see, I wanted an victory. That was, that was me. Yeah, I knew that wasn't gonna happen. But the way they did it was perfect. Lesnar got the win, but damn it, Omos controlled that match. You do not see somebody toss Brock Lesnar around like that. You do not see Brock Lesnar struggling to get out of a bear hug. You do not see Brock Lesnar being, you know, that overpowered and just, just size-wise. Omos is a foot taller. You don't see that with Brock Lesnar. It's like a big, But he went out there. And even with a victory for Brock Lesnar, I think Omos came out of his... You know a lot. You know he's. I think he's going to do something. You this know, was his maybe build. he needs I, a baby face run eventually down the road and be like the conquering hero that everybody's going to love. But I think almost got the shine off of this match.
0: Well, yeah. Again, these younger guys getting the getting the rub from from like night one with Austin Theory going over John Cena, having that. You know, it wasn't the match we we would have liked to have been. Still got the rub, and that's a big rub. Uh, but Lesnar too, and then almost almost. Um, I mean. This is going to be a lot of upside for him. I have a feeling that we're going to be probably seeing an accelerated push with with Omos
1: here in uh, post-mania. Oh, yeah. He definitely came out looking a lot better in this mania than he did last year against Bobby Lashley. You know, Omos now between Omos then is like, you know, apples and oranges. It's <laughs> two totally different guys.
0: Isn't that something? Uh, we, we had to, the ladies were back out in force. Uh, it was Now it was a tag team invitational. With, with the ladies, a showcase, if you will, of, of the ladies uh, on the roster. Tagging up was Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Now that's a badass combination, whether it be pro Wrestling or, uh, uh, you know, heading out on a Saturday night. Yeah, that's some good backup right there. Uh, Shotzi oh, yeah. and Natalia, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, and Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. So what a lineup here. Uh, Mike, I didn't get a chance to check out the match. I want to know, uh, how was it? I know that Ronda and Shayna went over, but what was your thoughts here on this match on uh, night two?
1: Yeah, Ronda and Shayna went over. I, I'm not sure. I haven't heard, but there might have been an injury with Shayna somewhere to match because towards the end of it, her and Ronda just like took a powder. You didn't see them. They let the other, you know, the other three teams go at it for a little bit, and then Ronda and Shayna came in for the, uh, you know, the submission win and all that. So I don't. know, I'm not sure what happened. I know Ronda was going in with a bad elbow. She might have to have elbow surgery. Obviously, this was a, you know, a showcase match for them. I think they're going to be next in line for possibly the women's tag team title cuz, you know, Ronda's already said she wants a shot with the, a run with those belts before she uh she leaves. She's already had the women's titles. It was an okay match. I mean, you know, it was good. Like I said, it was a showcase, and that's why I'd like to see this every year maybe because this got a chance for you to see, you know, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan and, you know, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. You're not going to see them on a mania unless they're involved. So it was a, like you said, I said, it was a showcase match. And it was a chance for the women to kind of show what they can do and, you know, get a chance to perform in front of, you know, 80,000 people. So I'm hoping the women's showcase and the men's showcase continues to give... You know, maybe as far as the men go, maybe more up-and-coming teams, maybe throw in an NXT team or something, sure. but make it a showcase. Make it, you know, even if it's only like a, a triple threat, a three-way showcase or something. But a oh, yeah, for... you could
0: even, even run qualifiers on NXT or something to get into the, the Invitational.
1: Yeah. You know, so, the, in this case, it was a showcase match, I liked it, you know, it, it was what it was, and and, yeah, it was a chance, like I said, for the girls to show what they could do on a stage that they may not necessarily always get the chance to work on.
0: Now, this uh, triple threat match, this is like the manly, manly, manly man uh, battle. A lot of chopping, a lot of axes going on there. As Gunther went over Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Now, there had been a lot of heavy lumber being laid down in that man.
1: Dude, that, that that match made my chest hurt. I, I was, like, rubbing uh, my uh, chest going, ow. Oh, especially, what was it? Was it on Drew? 28 uh, from uh, Sheamus, the over-the-rope thing. Oh, my God. Like just And then at the end, just throws in like three more in quick succession just for the hell of it. I was like, oh, God, that had, to, that had to hurt. Those men's chests were lit up like Christmas trees in the middle of December. Oh, my God. And, you know, the right man, in my opinion, came out on top. Uh, I think Gunther is going to be a world title contender. I think next year's you I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him in a main event. I yeah, can see Gunther as the main event or at a WrestleMania.
0: That's the thing I was going to uh, ask Mike is uh, with him going over here on such a big stage, uh, how far along do you think it'll be before we may see uh, even maybe uh, the building, the, the steps of maybe working towards a Roman Reigns match? I mean, I think with a good buildup with those their respective stables, I think they could do so again. This is something that again. The bloodline can go extend themselves even more on and uh, you know develop their characters uh, with this angle.
1: That would be an interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that uh, you know Ludwig and uh, Giovanni go up against the Usos. Maybe you know kind of set it up. You know Roman and Gunther. I, I think Gunther would. Uh, you know Roman might feel a whole different type of uh, you know hurt after that was over. Gunther is just amazing. You know Jim Cornette praises him. That man is old school wrestler. That man, you could take, you could take Gunther and went, okay, we're gonna put you here in nineteen eighties. Jim Crockett, along with like you know Nikita Koloff and Ivan and the Horseman and all that, and Gunther would have fit. You know, he's the perfect blend of old school and you know current. I love Gunther.
0: That's a lot of good upside on Gunther. Now the other, um, the other ladies uh, singles title match. Was uh, Bianca Belair and Oscar, with Bianca Belair uh, going over Ms. Oscar, and Oscar just can't win at WrestleMania. What's what's the story?
1: I know I was disappointed. I wanted an Oscar win because you know I love the you know the return from because uh, obviously that was a character she was doing in Japan with the the I think they referred to it as the psycho clown or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a Japanese game. And I loved it because it it gave Oscar like you know a fresh coat of paint, if you will, with all the makeup. <laughs> Um, I was the one in Ashka victory, you know, and we had two title changes on night one. We had nothing on this one. And I thought, okay, Bianca going over, okay, that's fine, obviously, okay, yeah, we don't want Bianca and then Cody, all that, and then, well, neither one happened. Um, it was a great match, though. Uh, you know, Ashka came out with, you know, four other, you know, doppelgangers people were referring to him as, and they all came out, were doing her gimmick, and then he came out, obviously, as the main, and... You're like, oh, there's Oshka, so it's cool entrance. And then Bianca had the uh, the dance troupe. I can't think of their name right now. It's an actual professional dance troupe um, for her entrance. And then you found out during the press conference that the little girl who danced with Bianca in her entrance found out the morning of night two that her mother had passed away Ooh. while she was there. And the girl still wanted to go out and perform because this was her, you know, this is a big stage for her. So you know, hey, you know, shout out to that girl, and you know, it condolences lot, to the man. family and all that. Because that's a rough one. But that girl went out and performed like a champ. You would not have known if Triple H hadn't said something at the press conference. You would, you wouldn't have known. She looked professional, and it was a great entrance. Mm. Very, very cool.
0: And we talked a little bit about Snoop and the and Shane McMahon and the Miz and oh, all <gasps> that quad. That quad.
1: <sighs> well, I mean, Shane McMahon had you girl like, oh, and here he comes. You're like, oh, who's coming out? And you hear, here he comes. The money and you're like really okay. Um, I don't think Shane McMahon was a surprise everybody was hoping for. I think somebody wanted to see a surprise. Hopefully tonight on uh, Raw we might you know get a couple surprises, a couple returns, or uh, you know some move ups from NXT because they didn't have the surprises. You know we didn't mention uh, night one. Uh, Pat McAfee came back and was I think the we were
0: trying person. to forget Pat McAfee
1: and George Kittle from uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, of course. But, uh, McAfee,
0: I don't know, man. The blooms off the rose for me with him. Yeah, it, it, a little, a little went too long.
1: His stick's gotten old, unfortunately. But I don't think people wanted were expecting Shane, and it was cool to see him come out and they started, and he you know threw a couple punches. You're like, okay, cool. Let's see this. Miss is gonna lose. Okay, ha ha ha. And then Shane does a leapfrog, and it all. Ended just like that. He hit the mat. He crumpled. You see him yelling at Miz. And then you can see Miz is obviously dancing around and kind of taking attention away because oh yeah, being a you pro. know Shane was hurt. And oh. then, you know, I found out now if you actually go back and listen to the replay, uh, you'll hear the referee telling Snoop people's elbow. So the referee is in there calling it. And that's why, you know, Snoop got in. Okay, we're going to throw a punch. We're going to throw a punch. And then he did, you know, the D-O-double-G elbow and, you know. To to save it. I'll give props to Snoop, man. Him and Miz, you know, they had to improvise, but, you know, they saved the spot. What a pro. What a pro. Shane just kind of rolled out, and you never heard from Shane. They didn't mention Shane. They didn't talk about Shane. They just kind of slid him out and let the segment finish.
0: Yep, because they had bigger fish to fry. That main event was up. And uh, kind of a polarizing main event, though, uh, when you think about it. But Roman Reigns did go over Cody. Cody Rhodes, a lot of people, like you said, there was a lot of people going into this, really thought that this was going to be the night. That Cody fulfills his prophecy, if you will, uh, and, and it wins the uh, WWE title. But not to be. Roman Reigns goes over. The internet loses their proverbial, as usual.
1: Oh, yeah, they lost their minds. Oh,
0: of course they oh. lost their minds. But Cody is uh, still relatively young and relatively, again, his injury kind of took him out for a while. He's still really new in the game with his uh, his new run here in the WWE. Don't don't you know don't be shortchanged on that because he still hasn't really gotten the chance to really completely fly as far as you know. He's had a great stuff you know, he did some great stuff with uh, Seth Rollins this Roman thing. There's a lot more. Uh, there's more depth uh, I think to Cody here that we'll probably see with more feuds here uh, post Mania.
1: Yeah, and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see the chase. You're gonna Cody's not gonna give up. He's not gonna get one title shot and be like, Okay, I lost, I can't wrestle again. No, he's gonna continue. I think tonight we'll kinda see the seeds of where this is going. Uh we're gonna see Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes a second time. Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh I still think Cody's gonna get the it just, like many people, I thought it was going to happen last night. It did not. My son was excited by that. He loves Roman Reigns. <laughs> he was sitting next to me with his one finger up in the air, like, all night long. He loved it. <laughs> uh, and it was. It, it was a great match, though, you know. And then you had, uh, you know, Cody goes out there, and, you know, his wife and his daughter are in the area. You know, he gets his daughter. He's holding her, and she hugs her daddy. And, you know, the little dad and me got caught up in that going, oh, okay, all right, let's do this. Yeah. And then it gives, he gave the weight belt to... Uh, negative one. Um, Brody, negative one, yes. Negative one was there. <laughs> I love that. Uh, the mom had tweeted earlier in the week that, yeah, they were... Cody had invited them to WrestleMania, so he got the weight belt, which, you know, obviously later on in the match we saw why, because, you know, Solo got the weight belt and used it against Cody. So, But it was fun to see, you know, you know, negative one there, and, you know, Brandy was there with baby, and Cody had the family moment. And then they had an amazing match. The match was was great not the level in my opinion of the usos versus sammy and ko because i don't think this one had the emotion that the tag match had i think the usos and sammy and ko were the like the bloodline match that everybody wanted to see this Mm -hmm. one had the storyline but i don't think it quite had the emotion uh like cody didn't win crowd was a little silent they were not happy I had a friend who was there. He said people were leaving. They were throwing away their programs and, throwing, and throwing away T-shirts because they would sell match T-shirts for all the individual matches. People were throwing away their Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns match T-shirt. They were so mad. My friend said he dropped like seven or eight of them because he goes, hey, I'll sell them on eBay.
0: <laughs> I was going to say that. Sell a couple, keep a couple because collector value on those, That that's just being stupid. That's throwing money away. You got to – Yes, yeah. I know you can be passionate about wrestling, but come on, there's got to be a line, man. There's got to be some maturity, some decorum.
1: Yeah, those those the programs alone, I believe, are those are twenty five. I know that's what I paid for mine last year, but I, you always got to have program. And thanks to a, another friend of mine who was there, I'm getting a program for this year. So you know, Andy Kaufman in the Hall of Fame, I will have that immortalized in the WWE, in the WrestleMania program. Uh, but the program longer twenty five. Those match shirts are anywhere from thirty to forty dollars. I don't care how mad I am, I could be so mad I'm wanting to spit, I am not throwing away seventy-five dollars worth of merchandise in a hissy fit. Not <laughs> not happening. If I'd have been there, many and saw that, I'd have been digging through a trash can going is there 2XL in here? Sweet, I got a shirt. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I pat there. the guy on the shoulder. Thanks for the shirt, dude. Hey, you want to throw it away?
0: Just hand it here. I'll take it. Thanks uh, to Dirt McGirt <laughs> with the butt hurt over there. Thank you very much. <sighs>
1: Jesus, I was like throwing away programs in t. Te- oh my God,
0: people. Oh no, that that just makes me cringe. Uh, there's WrestleMania 39. In the nutshell, we got a little bit of time, just real quick. UFC, WWE merging. 21 billion dollars these two t- collectives yes. are worth together. This is going to be. Uh, this is a game changer. We're gonna, we 're gonna I mean this is only the first the big announcement today we, we're gonna be in mm-hmm. the coming weeks ahead we're gonna in the months and years this is gonna this is definitely a game changer i endeavor endeavor made made one hell of a deal man WWE got to be a part of one hell of a deal and maybe Vince can get rid of his uh mustache and makes him look like Jethro from uh, Beverly oh, hillbillies
1: God that hair. Hair coloring in that mustache, man. When I saw that picture of him and Triple H with the uh, Muda at the Hall of Fame, I was like, "Wow, okay." I I don't know why. It's not a good look, Vince. But hey, but no, man. We heard reports uh, before Mania yesterday that Endeavor was in a possible deal for the WWE. Um, Triple H did not want to talk about it at the press conference. He said that he wanted to focus on Mania. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. And then this morning they released a press release that, uh, yeah. Endeavor bought WWE 9.3 billion, I believe, and yeah, they're merging with the USC, a new 21 billion dollar corporation. Uh, that's gonna go into effect second half of this year, from what I'm reading. Uh, Dana White will still be president of uh, USC. Nick Khan is going to be president of WWE, and and this is great. A man who retired last summer amid all those allegations is still the chairman of the board. Of this new company.
0: (laughs) You you cannot
1: keep Vince down. Apparently. (laughs) He wrangled himself in as chairman of the board.
0: (laughs) Well, he's not going to go anywhere until he drops at the end. And even then, he'll probably try to find a way to keep his brain alive.
1: Oh, yeah. And now people are wondering, oh, what's going to happen with Peacock? What's going to happen with this? Well, USC's deal with ESPN Plus ends in 2025. WWE's deal with Peacock ends in 2026. So... I don't see anything major changing happening because people are talking. Oh, now we're gonna have seventy dollar pay per views. Yeah, I've been I, I, don't, that. I don't think NBC Universal is gonna let them do that yet because they bought the rights to that. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be like no, 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 no. no. Those are part of the deal. So I think for at least maybe the next year or so, it's gonna be status quo. I think we're still gonna have the the PLEs, uh, or at least maybe the ma- maybe the main four will be like a major event you have to pay for, like the WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Survivor Series, the uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah, they're going to—they're we'll they're probably going to find need.
0: some ways to further monetize uh, those bigger events.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's all in the uh, the planning stages now, and I'm sure as it goes on, and we get more information. Maybe we can reach out to like you know uh, Mike Leno or somebody else and come on, and we'll kind of have a little more in depth kind of chat about it. How you know, it's going to kind of because it is going to affect the wrestling landscape, but you know we're only a few hours into the announcement, so. We got to give it a chance. People are like, "Oh, what's Raw going to be like tonight?" Exactly what Raw is going to be like before this. Uh, nothing's going to change that quickly, folks. Yeah. What do they
0: think it's going to be like that time WCW uh, got changed mid-show into NWO Nitro? It's not going to be that. It's not going to be so no, dramatic. No. It's going to I'm be. I'm sure different. there
1: might be some Endeavor people like in the in backstage tonight because they're going to be like, "Okay, let's let's kind of go backstage and see what we bought here." You know, that might be. But as far as television product, we're not going to see any change. No, no, no.
0: Well, Mike, we made it through. We uh, did a very rare post WrestleMania Monday recording of Wrestling Memories. I uh, thank you. And uh, hey, every once in a while, you, you never know. We might do these after day after pay per view type of uh, chats. Uh, you, you know, it's it's kind of the spirit of the wild card from now on.
1: It's always kind of interesting. You know, we've talked about it. We're gonna, we're going to kind of mix it up a little bit as far as the shows go. There might be more shows where people just you know hear the two of us talking. You know. Okay. Kind of like a cornet, Brian Last type of thing. We'll go over the news of the week and maybe talk at some TV and kind of throw our opinions in there. That's, We're going to mix it up a little bit. That
0: sounds great. For the Grizzle Vet, Mike McCurdy, I'm Glenn Broggett. This has been Rasslin' Memories. Take care, man. i got to get some stuff done and go watch this Spinning Gold movie. All right, man. Have fun. Take care.